Want to be part of the Morning Blitz? Don't fight it. Tell me how you really feel. Send your thoughts to our text line at 785-899-2222. You're listening to the Morning Blitz on 102.5. You rock. Glad you're with us here on a Tuesday. A little bit of uh, Halloween music for you. A little abracadabra. We're pleased to welcome into the show Nick Birch of MileHighReport.com. He joins us on the phone. Good morning, Nick. Happy Halloween. Are you a big Halloween celebrator or your family is? Happy Halloween. We are. We, we like to decorate, get out there. I got three young kids, so, you know, they, they are raring to go this evening even if it's a little it's a little chilly where i'm at but uh it's there's there's no uh no sad faces right now there's only game faces <laughs> what what's the what are some of the halloween costumes of the kids this year anything good let's see my son will be a dinosaur uh he is a t-rex that's his uh that's his go-to there we he's go a big T-Rex. he's a big dinosaur guy my daughter is going to be cinderella um with a with a coat <laughs> And my youngest, who just turned two, uh, is a unicorn. Although we probably won't let her go out, but yeah, man, they're they're hyped and ready to go. All right, and hopefully lots of candy, you know, because that's oh, yeah. that's what everybody needs. Lots of candy, and so oh, yeah. as a parent, we all need that candy so that you know the kids can eat it up through over the next. My goal is to hopefully get enough candy and then bring it home and then give some of the candy away. We'll see if that works or not. <laughs> there you go. I have a highly, I, have, I highly think the kids are going to allow that to happen. But nonetheless, Nick Birch, our guest here on the Morning Blitz, uh, Nick, it's great to have you on. Uh, and boy, what a time to to have you on because boy, the Broncos are coming off. Is this what's this the biggest win since when? I was trying to think about that a while, um, not too long ago, and I can't think of a bigger win for this team. I mean, I guess you could say. I mean, twenty twenty one, they started three and zero. Um, had looked like they were going to be decent, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider those, you know, monumental performances or anything. And then all, I, I would almost have to go back to, you know, the Super Bowl run. I mean, to, to where uh, where a, a win just felt more meaningful, and the victory over the Chiefs just felt different than the normal wins. And it felt like it's been a while since the Broncos have had a win that fans could really look at and, like, you know, hold their heads up high about. You know, we talk about the, the few wins we had last year, and it was like, yeah, but whatever. You know, the, the San Francisco game was a mess. Um, the uh, the Texans game was just a barely get out of, you know, jail-free thing. The Jags in London, it was, you know, that was more mocked for the trip home and Russell Wilson's high knees than anything else. Uh, so honestly, I would put this right up there um, over the past eight years as probably the most impressive win uh, by the Broncos in that time. I mean, it really was. And it, it, it just means more when you finally get to beat that rival that you haven't beaten in a long time. I'm sure that just adds a lot of sweetness to the pot, too. Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, they're, I mean, they're the... The media sweetheart too, this to the Chiefs. You know, you got the Kelsey pop star, you know, storyline that's dominating the cycle. I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, Mister, you know, everywhere with the State Farm commercials, and 
you know, the presumptive, you know, MVP every year feels like. And, you know, Denver's on the outside looking in at this, you know, you know, we we're trying to get back in there, crawl crawl back to relevant status. And I think that doing so by upending the Chiefs and a relatively and I'll be completely honest with you, the way that the way the defense played was just I don't know what's going on there. I mean, I think a lot of people, myself included, um, probably owe Vance Joseph an apology for the quick reaction to the Dolphins fiasco because whatever he's done, he's done him and Sean Payton, the defensive staff, they've done wonders uh, getting that team turned around. Um, and if you really go back and watch the game, the offense left a lot of points on the field. I still think that there's, a, there's work to do on the offensive end but given that it was still a 24 to 9 victory and the offense still had still could have done more i think that tells you this team is is much different than it was in the early part of the year nick birch our guest if you had to put your finger on why the defense has gone from that horrific performance of 70 points given up to a very good uh, miami team don't get me wrong especially offensively to to being able to Put the kibosh down here on the Chiefs. How, how, what would you put your finger on most? I do think that that performance, I mean, that, that can, there's no way that a professional football team doesn't allow, allow 70 points in a game and doesn't get humbled by that. And I do think that that probably sunk in their heads. Um, I, I don't think it was a quick fix, um, but I do, I do wonder. And I think that, now this may not have been, and in my head, I was kind of thinking about this, too. I think that Sean Payton, when he traded Randy Gregory and let Frank Clark go, two of the bigger-name players in the defense, I think he was kind of sending a message to the rest of the defense and saying, do your part or, or do your part elsewhere. And I think that those rele- or getting rid of those two players may have opened some eyes in the locker room, and they're saying, okay, this guy's serious. Like, you know, I, I think that – we can't be disheartened anymore. We've got, we've got to go get to work and do our jobs. And I just think that I'm sure that Sean Payton is a seasoned veteran coach who has had good defenses in the past. And I'm sure that he's worked with assistants before who may have struggled at times to get their, get their feet in the water. And I think that Vance Joseph was probably a little bit overwhelmed. And I'm sure that Sean Payton gave him the resources, the time, whatever he needed to, get the sh- get the, sh- the, the 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 ship back on course so to say and and again you know i would there's still a lot of football left to play so let's hope these last two weeks um for broncos country was not just a fluke but based on the you know the short term uh, uh, based on the recent events i think that whatever's happened it looks like it's sticking because the team looks confident that was the most confident i've seen the defense look since uh, since last year don't you think a big reason why the defense is having some success, at least against the Chiefs, is because you know they got rid of two guys in Randy Gregory and Frank Clark, older passers, but these younger guys are coming along and really are proving to be very good pass rushers. Um, you know whether it's Browning or whoever else they've got back there. I mean, there's, they've really done a good job of developing those guys, and that's got to be a reason why, don't you think? At, at least in some form or fashion. I do think that that's a very good point, um, especially when in regards to Browning, who's been who's been banged up a lot this year. Um, um, but when he's healthy, the guy can play. I mean, the guy can play football. And if, if you look back, I think he had a pair of sacks 
against Kansas City. He was in the backfield a lot of the day. Not just him. Nick Benito is still coming along. I mean, he was I – don't, I don't know what his uh, stat line ended up being, but if you go back and watch the game, you'll see number 42 in the backfield quite a bit. And even if he didn't, you know, ultimately bring down the, you know, bring down the quarterback, he was breathing down his neck most of the game. And that's not a bad Kansas City offensive line either, as we both know. So for him to get around there, I think he is com- he is making strides. I think that Baron Browning is making strides, you know. And I think that some of these young guys are just coming along, uh, you know, when we need them to. Nick Benito, by the way, led the team in quarterback hits with four. Um, there you go. There you go There's against against There's the a Chiefs. Stat for, you. stat for you. Led the team in quarterback hits with four. Offensively. You know, we know Russell's had his ups and downs, but it really feels like he's maybe starting to kind of understand this offense a little bit better over the last few weeks. Do you agree? I do think he is. I think he's. I think Peyton is putting putting him in situations that are not out of his comfort level. Um, and if you notice, like he only threw for 119 yards, but he wasn't making silly decisions. Um, no, he wasn't throwing bombs downfield on third and two. And I think that uh, I think he was taking what the defense was given to him. Um, I still think there is work to do with Russ in regards to his pocket awareness on third down situations and fourth down situations they go for. Because I do believe he was sacked four times on third downs, um, forcing a punt. Um, so I think, and, and of course, you know, that's that's on the offensive line too. You can't just put it on number three. Um, and Garrett Bowles has. Definitely struggled on the blind side of times this year. But I, if you go back and watch, I do think that Russell Wilson was holding on the ball a little too long, staying, staying too pat in the pocket. I think that in situations like that, he's got to rely on his feet. Um, I think when he does scramble this year, he has shown to be effective. So I think that if he can just get that little glitch on third down, I think the offense will take a major step forward um, because he's throwing efficient passes, he's throwing accurate passes. He's getting the he's getting his receivers involved again. I think him and Cortland Sutton have a very good rapport in the red zone. Assuming you know, assuming the trade deadline doesn't change that at all. Um, so I think that if he can just shake off those the the I don't know the jitters, the the miscommunication, whatever it is on third downs to extend to extend series, then I think that that, that this team could really surprise people in the second in the second third of the season. Yeah, and you look at the schedule. I mean, the Vikings, or you got the Bills next, which will be a challenge. Don't get me wrong. But then you've got Vikings, Browns, Texans, Chargers. Um, the Patriots aren't far behind. I mean, there are some winnable games coming up here. I'm not saying that's going to automatically put them in the postseason if they, you know, are able to find a lot of success. But there are some winnable games with some teams that don't have great quarterback play or pretty young quarterback play coming up here, and that could result in some more wins here to maybe get at least near 500 or above 500 in the coming couple weeks. It's crazy to even think about that, given what transpired the first you know five games of the season or so. But it is true. I think that you know, in the Vikings losing Kirk Cousins, that is just devastating for them. He was such um, a, a critical part of that offense. Um, and I don't, you know, whatever they get in free agency, it's or if they just um, promote from within, I just don't think he's going to be nearly as effective. So I do think that that makes them more beatable. Like you said, the the Patriots are just kind of a enigma right now. I don't, I, I mean, they they seem like they could be tough. Other times they just seem like they're going to be, you know, they will be walked over. 
they're strange. And then, like you said, Browns, you know, Texans, Chargers, you know, Raiders. I, I, you know, there's more winnable games the rest of the way than I had previously anticipated. And just looking back, it's just the narrative has done a complete 180 in just two weeks, it feels like. You know, I think prior to the Packers game, it was looking like, all right, we're going to get a top two pick. Let's just, you know, roll the dice, you know, sell sell the farm for picks and, you know, just wait to the 2024 draft. Two weeks later, wins over the Packers and the Chiefs. And you're thinking, this team could potentially turn this around into the playoffs. And that's a pretty impressive and that's pretty impressive for uh, Sean Payton to do that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and you don't expect anything to happen here at the trade line today, right? I think they've kind of said they're going to stick with what they have, right? I think that based on how they played the last couple of weeks, I think they're going to need to be just completely floored by an offer to move any viable parts. I'm not saying they won't make any trades, um, but I don't think you're going to see Jerry Judy, Colin Sutton, and any guys like that traded, I, I think there's they're going to be sticking around um, and fighting for the fighting for a potential at the postseason. I know Javante Williams was interviewed either yesterday or maybe the day before, and he, I mean, the dude was just oozing confidence. I mean, they're talking about you know we're we're looking for a winning season, we're looking for the playoffs. You know, this is you know we, you know, is, could he be getting ahead of himself a little bit? Sure, he's a young guy. He's excited, but if if that attitude is even you know remotely similar across the locker room, I'm, I'm I just I just don't, I, I don't know why you mess with it. I think you just you stay the course and uh, and then roll with what you have. And I think that <clears throat> again the, the Bills that's that's a tough act. To, I mean, it's good that they have a bye week coming up, you know, to get better prepared for them. Is Josh Allen is Josh Allen, you know, it's not very, it's not very, uh, I guess, it's not everybody's favorite thing to go from Patrick Mahomes to Josh Allen in back-to-back games. But I, I do think that there's a new sense of urgency, a new sense of confidence, and I, it's, it could be, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun game to watch. He is, once again, Nick Birch of MileHighReport.com. Follow him there. Read his great stuff on MileHighReport.com. Thank you, Nick, very much for the time this morning. Appreciate it. Uh, You and your family have a great happy Halloween and great rest of your week. All right. Thank you. You too. Once again, great stuff there from Nick Birch of Mile High Report. Yeah. I mean, the Bills coming up next, which they have a bye week this week, does Denver. And then they will be playing on the 13th against the Bills. Uh, Probably a tough game, you know, and it's in Buffalo. So, you know, I'll just tally it up as a loss right now. But... After that, the Vikings, without Kirk Cousins, he's out for the season, Achilles injury. By the way, what's up with the quarterbacks and Achilles injuries and, and, and Achilles injuries as a whole? What's going on? Are we doing something different in our weight program that's causing injuries? What the heck's going on with all these Achilles? Um, but the Vikings, the Browns, who, you know, defense is really good, no doubt about that. Offensively, eh, you know, they're still searching for the right mix at quarterback. The Texans, who have shown life, signs of life, okay, Um but they're still got a rookie quarterback and a, and a first-year head coach. Then you have the Chargers, which, don't get me wrong, Chargers are highly talented, but unfortunately can't ever seem to get out of their own way. Lions, tough game there. Patriots, winnable possible game. You have the Chargers again. You have the Raiders again. I mean, there's plenty of winnable games coming down for this Denver team if they can keep this confidence rolling. Now, once again, that could all get destroyed here at, by the Bills, and then who knows after that, but we'll see. Who knows? 
Uh, we'll just have to find out what uh, Denver has in the tank going forward here in the second half of the season. All right, let's get to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk our NFL quarterback tiers next. Uh, after halfway through the football season, where do these quarterbacks stand in the NFL? That's next in the Morning Blitz.